today. We love you and we exalt you, Father, and we bless you today. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we thank you for the word we want to hear from heaven so that we are healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. Lord, we want deliverance. We want to be set free through the truth of the living God. Amen. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hallelujah. We had a good time yesterday. If you weren't here, amen. We talked about the causes of unbelief. Amen. And I believe God gave us so much breakthrough. I know I did. Amen. So we're going to talk about God's restoration. Amen. I just have a lot of uh, little good tidbits to read to you before we truly get into the word. So all things stolen are restored. And this is what restoration really is. God is saying, I'm going to give you back whatever it is that the devil stole from you. Whether you participated in it or not, probably so. But God is saying you are forgiven. Amen. You are forgiven. And he's saying, I'm going to uh, restore to you whatever the devil has stolen I'm restoring whether you had a hand in it or not. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. Amen. Because we serve that kind of God. See, when people don't really have a personal relationship with God, we think God is mean. How many of you used to think that? God is mean. Well, I'm just so happy for you perfect people. Amen. But I think at some point we all especially when we didn't know him. We all thought he was a mean God that sits on his throne and makes judgment. But God is so unlike that. Amen. God is so gentle. The Bible says he's not harsh, hard, or stout. He's not stiff, but he's gentle, meek, and humble, and loving. Amen. So, And that's in there because we have all felt like that before. We felt like that. But God is trying to prove himself to us because he wants us to come unto him, especially those who are burdened and heavily laden. He says, I'll give you rest and peace for your souls. And that's what we need. We need rest and we need peace. Amen. So all things stolen are restored. God promises restoration to his people. And restoration includes nothing missing, nothing broken. Wholeness. Happiness, this is God's promise to his people, and it's his good pleasure. He's not doing this because he's forced. He's doing this because he loves us and because he wants us to have peace. Restoration is peace. Amen. Peace on earth and goodwill toward man. Amen. So restoration, let's get the definition. It's the act of returning something to a former owner or place if you stole something out of a store 10 years ago you you get convicted and take it back finally so you can take something back to a place or uh god is is restoring restoring and returning back to a former owner or condition it also means uh, repair excuse me repair reconstruction renovation overhaul how many of you need overhaul amen it also means return so whatever has been stolen taken or if you just gave it up 
unwisely. God is saying, now's the season to get it back. Isn't that wonderful? Man, I mean, that's a deal you can't refuse. Hallelujah. Something being returned to its original condition. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Then that makes sense? Amen. Something that's fixed. God is a fixer. Amen. Even if he gave it to you, when he gave it to you, it was whole and you tore it up. He's going to fix it and give it back to you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's good news. And then he'll give you a, a, a bill and it says no charge. You don't have to pay for anything. All you have to do is receive it by faith. Hallelujah. So to receive back more than has been lost. In other words, what you've lost or what the devil has taken or stolen from you, God says he's going to give you more. More than what was taken. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Well, you'll rejoice later. You want to rejoice now, but you can't. (laughs) Because you think there's a trick to it. All you have to do is receive it by faith. Amen. Receiving it by faith. Hallelujah. To receive back more than that was lost. To the point where the final state is greater than the original condition. It's like somebody, if someone comes to your house, break your chair. And they says, oh, you know, I'll pay for that. I'm sorry it happened. And when you put it into repair and get it back, it was in better condition than you bought it. Because you know you didn't pay full value for it in the beginning. But it gets repaired better. You like the, the, the upholstery that they put on there better than the upholstery that was on there before. Amen. So God is giving you back things in better condition than it was when you first had it. I'm loving that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Improved beyond measure by giving it life. (laughs) He's raising up dead things and giving it life. Amen. These things that you receive back from God in better condition than it was before is because he's breathed life. He's breathing life on that thing where there was no life on it before. Or maybe you just didn't appreciate it that much because it was just sitting there and maybe you just wasn't using it anyway. But he's breathed life on that thing now. And it's changed. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. I'm excited. Amen. Praise God. The final state is greater than the original condition. It's improved beyond measure. Isn't that wonderful? Improved beyond measure. You know, when he saved your loved ones, you're going to just want to be under them all the time. Look, look what I've been missing. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is going to make up for your losses by giving you more than you previously had before. And this is why he's doing this, because you suffer loss. And he wants to make it up to you. So he's giving you more than you had before he's going to allow you to enjoy it more you're going to put that chair in the middle of the door when people first come in they're going to say oh that's a nice chair is that new oh i've had it for 15 years but you know i had it recovered and it's so pretty 
Amen. And it's going to be, you're going to use it more than you did before because new life has been breathed on it. Is anybody here today? Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is so good. He knows exactly what we need. Restoration is abundance. Amen. Running over. Never running out. I love that. Running over, but never running out. You know, you can think to yourself, well, when is this going to stop? It's not going to stop. Amen. Because there's not going to be any more times where anything runs out. Your barns will be filled totally all the time. Well, this is unbelievable. Yes, it is. Because God is unbelievable. See, you can't put God in a box and figure out what he's going to do. That's called religion. And we've done that long enough. And God is saying, now behold, we do a new thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to run things my way now. And so you just have to tolerate the goodness. Just tolerate it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's, it's about running over but not running out. And God's mercy and grace will chase you down and overtake you. Because your soul is restored in the process of this restoration. He's restoring souls. Amen. Hallelujah. He is restoring your soul. Health and well-being is, your, is yours with a bright fruit future. With healing in your body. So when God restores something, he breathes life on it. And it's not the same as it was before. Including you. Amen. That old back that used to hurt, just don't hurt no more. Those knees that used to give out, just don't creak no more. Amen. Because God has breathed life. Amen. And we are restored. Our souls are restored. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm feeling real good in this place. Hallelujah. A reassurance of peace and expectation for all things. Just think about it. All things that concern you are peaceful. It has peace on it. God has blown the breath of life on it, and now you have peace. Amen? No more worrying. No more working hard. You know, I envision people not having to toil going to work every day. You go to work because it feels good. Because when you get there, you don't have to worry about people writing you up and tripping you up. And going through your mail, trying to see what you, you know, it's like you, you've been excommunicated from the devil's work almost. Amen. And that's such a good thing. Amen. It's where um, I believe the rubber meets the road. And we have to acknowledge the fact that we serve a good God. And he's working in our lives. Amen. Sometimes we can, we can be accustomed to worry. We can be accustomed to just having that list of things that we have to do and take care of. And we're still going to do those things, but we're going to do those things with much ease. Amen. Everything's going to be easier. Why? Because God's hand is upon it. Amen. You know, our souls will prosper. Our, when your soul is restored, your soul prospers. Amen. Let's go to Joel 2. And it should be a familiar scripture with everybody in here. Joel 2, verse 21. Hallelujah.
It says, Fear not, O land, and be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Amen. This is no time to be unhappy. This is a time to be happy. Amen. Well, all is not well in my life, but that's okay because God is fixing that even as we speak. It's like yesterday. And this is what uh, uh, Prophetess Kelly Cruz said, it ain't what it looked like. Amen. So quit looking for things to look a certain way. This is something where you're just going to have to receive it and believe it and trust that God knows what he's doing in your life. Amen. I'm so glad he's taking over. Hallelujah. So I don't have to sweat and worry anymore. All I have to do is just flow with what he's doing and stop bucking against it with my religiosity. And receive what God is doing. Amen. Because it's so much better than what we can do. Hallelujah. So fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord has done marvelous things. And do not be afraid, you beast of the field. For the open pastures are springing up. And the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. So be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. Now, you know what? That's an instruction for everybody in here. If you came in with stuff on your back or you came in with concerns, get rid of them. It's saying here, be glad and rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. America is coming back to God. That's included in this restoration. So there's a lot to be rejoicing about. There's a lot to be happy about. When it says, for the open pastures are springing up salvation and prodigals returning. All of these things are wrapped up in restoration. You see why restoration is so important. It says, be glad then, your children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. And it, you know, and it's talking about a quick blessing. Hallelujah. And it, uh, in this scripture and this text is talking a lot. I saw a lot of similarities with this in Amos 9.13. It says that rejoice and be glad in it, the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain, that's the autumn rain, and the latter rain in the first month, that's the, the spring rain. Anymore. And it's right before the harvest. And it says, The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vet shall overflow with new wine and oil. Amen. That's, that's Amos 9.13. That's, that's the scripture that everybody's trying to run from because they don't believe it. There it is right there. It says in verse 25, So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Amen. That's restoration of prodigals. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewy locust, my great army which I sent among you. In other words, that all is the swarm of problems. Amen. <laughs> Verse 26, it says, and you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. In other words, you're going to prosper. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. In other words, you have a twofold recompense coming back. See, God deals with the shame. He doesn't even want you to have that 
weighing on you so whenever the the devil has caused you to be shamed god says you have a twofold recompense coming back amen amen somebody's happy praise god and it says in 27 then you shall know that i am in the midst of you and i am the lord your god and there is no other my people shall never be put to shame amen i believe he's going to take the shame away from america for what a lot of people has have done you know legislation have has allowed a lot of things that were was not good not good for us you know it it just you know shamed god and i believe that god is in the process of this restoration he's taking care of even those things so all things that are not good god's turning these things around amen why because he loves us because he wants to restore america he wants to restore the churches we're going to start to see people who are uh, preaching that less of of themselves and more of of the lord more of truth of the word of god amen and and if you're looking you can see that happening right now there's this turnaround going on and god is behind the scenes so God has promised in Joel 2 a coming back of America, a coming back of his people with a unity like never before. Amen. Why? It's because of the glory. God wants to be glorified and he wants the glory to fall. And the glory cannot not fall if there are so many churches that are in odds with one another. We are the church. The church is one. There's one church. Amen. And we're supposed to be on one accord with the same understanding, with the same heart, and the same mindset. Amen. Doing the same thing, having the same goals, which is to spread the gospel and to make God pleased with us. And so we're returning back to those days. We're in the upper room, that 120 way that they were in unity on one accord with the same mindset. And we're turning back to that place amen hallelujah so the church needs to be one again and god is this is what this restoration is for everything happening quickly and all at once fast on one thing on the heels of another it sounds like amos 9 13 to me where you won't be able to keep up and everywhere you look blessings this restoration that is here now this is nothing that's going to happen it's happening now in the midst of us is a rebuilding of things ruined amen it's a planting and a, a harvesting uh, all at once you know it's like this whatever god needs to do he's going to do it whether it's a, the harvest whether he needs to cleanse and heal somebody or whether he needs to to draw somebody back like the prodigal son he's doing all of that in this one move of restoration amen everything that's broken gets fixed and this is the best time to be living for god i'm so excited about, about what god is doing because he knows how to draw his people toward him amen so don't give up on uh, uh, your loved ones. Don't give up on your kids or your grandchildren. Don't give up on them, you know, because they're in the household of salvation. And God promised to save them. Amen. And you're going to see uh, more salvations. And it's good because I look at it like this. God is saying, take your hands off of it and let me handle it. Amen. 
Hallelujah. The Bible says, I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you know not. And so allow God. See, you can't get people saved agreeing with their wrong. That doesn't save people. You can't get people saved going in their atmosphere. Stay on your turf and let them stay on yours and see what God do. See what he won't do. And so I believe that God is in the midst of everything that you're concerned with. Everything that concerns you concerns him. Amen. Restoration is here now. A harvesting of souls, a harvesting of of ministries, wherever God is needed. Where the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing. We witness salvations like never before. It's going to be really something. I mean, you know, who would have thought that 1.3 million people would have gone to downtown Cleveland? It was a miracle. Amen. Signs and wonders. And we're going to witness more of that stuff. Amen. So always keep yourself available to what God is doing. Prodigals returning where the hearts of the fathers and mothers are turning to the children and the children to the fathers and mothers. Amen. When you see um, the return of the hearts of the father towards their children, then you know that that is restoration. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we turn to Malachi 4. Malachi 4. Right before the New Testament. Oh, well, you got a little device or whatever. Let's see. Malachi 4, verse 6. It says, well, let's go up a little bit. It says, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the father to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and Least I come and strike the earth with a curse. Amen. So before God does that, he will turn hearts. He knows how to turn hearts. He knows how to change the hearts of those who have turned their backs. Don't give up on those fathers who walked away. God is working on them. Now's not the time. Amen. And we pray a prayer and we plant a word of God and it yields a harvest. So you've planted a seed. You've planted a word in the hearts of your loved ones. Now you'll see it come to harvest. Amen. Harvest time is now. Amen. God is going to answer some prayers that you've forgotten that you prayed. But he didn't forget. He didn't forget. And you probably won't recognize it until you're in the midst of seeing it. And you're going to say, wow, you know, I remember praying for that a long time ago. I mean, God is in the midst of everything. Don't ever let the devil make you think that God doesn't hear you. Amen. He hears you. And he cares and he loves you and he's going to show you. In fact, if you look, see, you can miss something by not paying attention. And God is, is in the midst of his things. He's doing the things that he know he needs to do. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Habakkuk. I'm just going to be throwing some stuff out here. I'm just trying to build a little case. Habakkuk 2. 
And it talks about standing upon your watch. But let's go to verse 14. Habakkuk 2.14. It says, But the time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's called restoration. Amen. Where the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory. How do we see the glory? By being on one accord. Praying for the same thing. In unity with one another. All of this fighting and competition. You know that's just. God is not even going. It's so weak. God is not dealing with that anymore. Amen. What we think personally about certain issues. It's it's not important. It's what God thinks about the issues. Amen. That's the only thing that's important. We're here because God invited us here. Amen. And we're not running anything. We're here to do our job, to do what God's called us to do. Amen. And all of this petty picking, and it's just ridiculous. And it's not going to exist anymore because God's getting rid of all that stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. God is about doing business, and he is saving souls. He's blessing his people, his faithful, and he's blessing some people that that weren't faithful. Amen. Just to show his glory. Amen. And that he's not angry at anybody. And this is God's sovereign act on the earth. This is God's sovereignty. When you see God doing a big, just like when those uh, 1.3 people were in Cleveland downtown, that was God's sovereignty. Amen. You know, anything that was an act of God that could not have been accomplished any other way by not no man's way. Uh, you know, a man could not take credit for that. A man could take credit for burning, looting, fighting, stealing. But only God could put a peace and a calm over that many people. And it's a result of prayer. Amen. The atmosphere was charged for a miracle because God wanted to do it. Amen. And we just assisted him. He did it. Amen. Hallelujah. And I think he did that to encourage every person here. I know it encouraged me. And I'm thinking to myself, what I want is a small little piece of what happened downtown. Amen. And so I know that God is sovereign in all the earth. And this is the time where God promises to restore back to you your health. Amen. Now somebody ought to jump up and. Amen. He's restoring your mind back to you. Gathering the fragments of your mind. He's gathering your spirit, making it stronger. Amen. Pouring into your spirit more of him and less of the world. God is saying through your wounds, you know, your wounds, although you have them, seem to be incurable, you know, but he says, I'm going to heal you. Amen. In other words, nobody can pronounce anything on you that's incurable. God says, I can heal you. Amen. So now's the time to grab whatever it is that you need from God. Amen. Why is this happening? Because God, he's in control. Because God wants us to see his glory. How do we see his glory? By trusting and believing and being on one accord. You know, taking care of this body. You know, self-governing. You know, govern what, what God's called you to, to, uh, to govern. And just do your part 
and receive what God is doing. Amen. See, God doesn't want any man to get the glory for what this is, what's going on. Hallelujah. So this, this restoration is here now. You can't stop it. Religion would like to stop it because religion wants to be in charge of every great move of God. But this, it won't happen. The revolution will not be televised. Amen. It just won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. No man's touch is going to stop this. So God is restoring your health back. Why would he do everything else, restore everything to you, things that are stolen and lost, bringing it in better condition than it was before? Why won't he do that to our bodies? We need it. Amen. It ain't what it looks like. He brings incurable to curable. Hallelujah. And he does his job. You know, what do we owe him? Nothing. Just thank him. Be a part of it by thanking him. Our thanks is good enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. One of my favorite books. Jeremiah 30. Praise God. Verse 17. And it says, For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord, because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion. No one seeks her. Amen. See, it ain't what it looked like. But see, the people judge you by the exterior. Amen. They think that your capabilities, they judge what they see on the outside. But God says, This is not that. Amen. It ain't what it looked like. Hallelujah. And so God says, He'll heal your wounds. Let's. Go to down the verse, uh, chapter 31, verse 3. It says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God knows how to draw you. Verse 4 Again, I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt. Now, He's saying, I'm going to rebuild you. So he's already said that the incurable will be curable. So this is what he's saying. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm trying to build a, uh, um, a case so that you can't allow the devil to come in and steal what's been preached. Because you have the proof. You have the word. Amen. To back up. And I like that. So with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will rebuild you. You will be rebuild go down to verse 16 it says refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded saith the lord in other words this is a time of rejoicing hallelujah no more tears god has you know god counts your tears he knows your tears he 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 nothing gets past him when you cry he cries believe it or not amen so he says, refrain from your weeping. Dry your tears. No more. It's not needed anymore. Now's the time for rejoicing. Hallelujah. For your work shall be rewarded. God is good, isn't he? Hallelujah. Verse 17 says, there is hope in your future. Isn't that familiar? Hallelujah. You know, that sounds like Jeremiah uh, twenty nine eleven. There is hope in thine end. 
Amen. In other words, you have a future and a hope. There's no time for trying to figure out whose fault it was, how you got to where you were, or, you know, whatever it was. We know we've all been through some harsh things, but now's the time to rejoice. And it's like, well, I'm still not feeling good. No, it's all you do is you step into it. Amen. And as you step into it, step into it. Those those symptoms drop off of you because they have to let you go. Amen. Because God is sovereign and he's done the work. Amen. So little by little, you or all at once, you will notice that those symptoms have to let you go. There is hope in your future, saith the Lord. Hope in thine end. In other words, you have a future. You have a hope. That your children shall come back to the, their own border. Are y'all here? Your children, anybody whose kid is missing or just left home angry because they, they're rebellious, look for them to come back. So get ready. Because I think whether you want them back or not, they're coming. Amen says you have chastised me and i have i have uh what's that and i have chastised like an untrained bull but restore me and i will return for you are the lord thy god surely after my turning repented i repented so in other words that's the person saying i'm i've turned around that's your kid you, you train me like an untamed bull. I can't take it no more. Amen. Mama was right. I should have listened to daddy. And I'm coming home, the prodigal son. Hallelujah. And so God knows what he's doing. Why is he doing this? Because it's time. Amen. God is allowing us to call on him, cry out, to proclaim, or to call on him. Speak it out. Amen. Don't be afraid to prophesy what God has promised. Whatever it is that God has promised, don't be afraid to speak on it, prophesy it, speak to the wind, speak to whoever will listen, talk to your mirror. Amen. Prophesy. Do whatever it takes. But God wants to release to us revelation. See, in this restoration, God is releasing more understanding, more revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. We need it, too. We're, he's releasing more revelation and knowledge of the power, of his power through restoration. Well, wow, it, it, it seems, you know, unlikely. Yeah, it, you know, you can't put everything in a box and understand everything. Just receive it. Amen. Let's go to chapter 32. Let's flip over. Jeremiah, thir- I'm sorry, 33. And in verse 3, it says this, it says, call to me and I will answer you or cry out. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that, which you do not know. And that's the revelation. That's the revelation of God. See, things that great and mighty things that you know not is the revelation of God. Amen. So he is saying, I am pouring that out. Amen. And I want some of it. How, and you do too. Better change your attitude. Change your attitude. You won't get it. Now's not the time to clam up on God. He's freely given and freely you should receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, clap. Don't let them intimidate you. <laughs> Amen. 
Hallelujah. According to Galatians 3.29, we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's why you qualify. Amen. You qualify because of who you are. Heirs, uh, an heir has something waiting on them. Amen. And that's where prosperity comes in. You know, you are heir. Praise God. So, him who has stolen, let him steal no more. Amen. And return to God's people sevenfold. Amen. With interest. With interest. You tell the devil you want interest too. In other words, we're due restitution. And God is making sure not only is he breathing life on that thing which was broken, and he's giving it back to you in better condition than it previously was, he's giving you restitution too. Amen. And double for your shame. I mean, all the blessings are, everything is coming full circle. Amen. And God is on the throne. He's, he's sovereign. Nobody can stop what he's doing. He doesn't need us to help him. All he needs us to do is believe it and receive it. Amen. And there will be those that won't. There will be those that won't. But everybody can. Everybody can, but everybody won't. Amen. They won't because people don't like not being in control of what's going on, especially the church. Amen. Because we're full of control, religion. I just don't think it's time. You know, it's time for whatever God wants to do. If God had asked me, I said, no, we can't handle 1.3 million people in this city of Cleveland. No, we're not ready for that. We don't have enough police. You know, we don't have any barricades up. We don't have the chains. And we, we need to close down the streets. But he did it all sovereignly, all by himself. Amen. Hallelujah. So everybody won't receive this from this restoration, but everybody can. Amen. It's like when Jesus walked, when the lady with the issue was healed. You know, there was, all, there was probably 1.3 people thronging and pushing but there was only two miracles recorded. Amen. So everybody won't, but everybody can. Amen. They had the, everybody had the opportunity to believe God, but everybody didn't. Because there was so much, uh, what's that, that word, begin with an R? Well, that too. They resisted him. Questions, you know. Reasoning, thank you. See, nobody didn't want to say that word. So much reasoning where we're trying to understand and put our stamp of approval on things, but God is not asking for our approval, amen, because he's already done it. All he wants us to do is receive because he's a good God. He doesn't want any fingerprints on this, amen. You know, he doesn't need any help. Cry out and proclaim, and this is what he's Follow instructions. Follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. There is hope in thine end. Follow the instructions. Amen. That's all we need to do is follow the instructions. Amen. You are a seed. You are an heir. As Abraham's seed. Amen. That you are entitled to this, to partake of this restoration because it's your inheritance. If you have to know why, 
So receive it. Amen. You're an heir. I bet you somebody wrote you a letter saying somebody left you some money who passed on. You'd be beating down the door. See, but this is better. This right here is better. This is an inheritance to Abraham and Abraham and all of his heirs. Amen. So, to him who is stolen, he has to return sevenfold. And you receive restitution. And that word restitution means payment made to someone for damages. Amen. For damages. So, write it up what you what you want whiplash willie and whiplash wilma you know all of these things you well i hurt this and he hurt that and he put that little skate in the way and i slipped on it well now's the time amen to claim everything that was missing or broken because god is restoring and rewarding that word restitution also means compensation or recompense, surrender, and it means restoration. So Jesus will not return until all these things are restored to his people. And for those of you that's waiting on Jesus to return, because it's the end, we're living in the end times, he's not coming back until all things have been restored to his people. Isn't that something? He doesn't want to interrupt the blessing. Amen. I'm just so thankful. He says, there's hope in thine end. There's a future and a hope for you and for me. And that's good news. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Those who are not saved will be saved. And they will walk in their purpose, walk in their inheritance. Restoration includes peace. It's a, a big part of restoration is peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Where God says he will restore our souls. When your soul is restored, you have peace. When your soul is restored, you don't have concerns. When your soul is restored, there's everything good. Because you know that you know that you know that you've made things right with God. Amen. And God has made things right with you. So it's good to know that none of us sat and waited and waited for nothing. This is payoff time, and people are still not moved. Amen. They're moved, but they, you know, sometimes God wants you to get up and just shout and show your appreciation. Amen. Restoration includes peace where God says, I will restore your peace. I will restore your souls where no concerns amen there's no concerns for you but every it's like this god told me you take care of my business i'm taking care of yours amen put him first hallelujah and know that he wants to it's his good pleasure to bless you and to bless me hallelujah no more worry and fear when you have peace the worry and the fear must leave you alone amen Hallelujah. So you can't blame it on worry and peace because you'll just, that peace will just surpass whatever is concerned in you. Amen. Because I believe God has given us everything in a double dose. Hallelujah. Peace is being anxious for nothing. Peace, peace is not being anxious for, yeah, being anxious for nothing. In other words, all your anxiety 
turns to nothing because you're trusting God to take care of it. Amen. Your soul has been restored. There's nothing on your plate. There's nothing that's bugging you. There's nothing that's bothering you. Nothing missing and nothing broken. God promises to restore your soul. In other words, restore your life. When God restores your soul, he breathes life into you. Amen. Just like he does that broken chair or whatever it is that's been been damaged. He's fixing our souls by breathing new life on us. Amen. And this is called, other word is the refreshing. This is the refreshing. And so God is refreshing us, those who are re- uh, weary and heavily laden. He's, he's restoring and refreshing us. He's breathing new life on us. He's refilling us in our, our spirits and in our hearts where we have a new outlook on life. All is not lost. Amen. Depression is leaving us. Discouragement is leaving us. Amen. And we're becoming excited because we have a future and a hope. You have life. You have a history. But you also have a future. So forget about what's past. All, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Be refreshed and be restored. He restores your soul, according to Psalm 23. Let's go there. Amen. Psalm 23. I'm almost finished. Psalm 23. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, verse 3. Well, let's, let's just start at the beginning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Why? Because God can see ahead of us. Amen. He sees what we can't see. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. This is talking about your peace. Amen. Your peace. Green pastures, peace. Still waters, peace. Verse 3 says, he restoreth my soul. Amen. Restoration. Wherever it's needed. He's restoring. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And your rod and your staff comfort me. In other words, God guides us and consoles us. Amen. But he restores your soul. When your soul is restored, you don't have any complaints. You shouldn't have any. Well, some people are just going to have complaints. But all the complaints have been dealt with. All of the issues have been dealt with. Amen. Hallelujah. So you are in right standing. When God restores, he puts you in right standing with him. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. There's nothing in secret anymore. Your life is an open book to God, and he's dealt with all of those things. Amen. He's made us to feel comfortable with those issues that have not been addressed But when he restores your soul, he deals with those issues quietly. And what what do we do? We walk in the newness of life. Amen. Hallelujah. So we walk right out of one realm into another realm 
where things don't bug us anymore. Amen. Where we are a new creation because old things are passed away. Amen. And we start to walk in that because he restores us. He restores everything that concerns us. He restores our thinking. When, when, you're re, when your soul is restored, you know that your mindset changes because he renews your mind. Amen. And that's what the word of God does. You know, when you meditate on the word, you, your mind is renewed. Restoration renews your mind and it causes you to think on things that are good and lovely and pure. Amen. It causes you to have a new hope and a new vision. Amen. God has provision, and we step into that realm when you're trusting him, and you're allowing him to do a great work on the inside of you, not holding back. You can't hold back on God. There's a lot of things that you may not say, but he knows it already. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Not because we've earned anything. Don't get it twisted. But for his name's sake, when God does things for, the, for his glory, he does it for his name's sake. He blesses us because he wants us to acknowledge him and love him. Amen. Praise God. When you bless somebody, it's because you love them and you want them to acknowledge your caring and your love. Well, God is doing the same thing through, I believe, Amos 9.13. And through this restoration, he's going to fix things that you didn't even ask him to fix. Why is he going to do that? Because he know it needs fixing. Well, it sure is quiet in this Presbyterian church, but I'm going to preach anyway. Hallelujah. So he's doing things for his name's sake. He's not doing it to get a pat on the back from us, but he's doing, to, doing it to allow us to understand his great love for us. Amen. That he is with us. Amen. And that he's our defender and our comforter. You know, we're just going to have to start having more faith in God. Amen. And when you don't, just, just admit that to him. Go to him and say, you know what, I'm just having a problem believing. Because he knows it and he'll help you. This, this is why God loves us. You know, and he, he likes to have an open-door policy, amen, where you're not a visitor, but you're a habitator. He wants you to inhabit his praises. You know, he wants you to come to the secret place where you're not a, 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 a stranger to him, but feel comfortable. God wants you to feel comfortable coming to him as Father, Abba Father. You're to call him your Father, amen, amen. And so we need to get out of this religion, you know, where, you know, we want to step lightly and not do that because it might offend God. You can't offend him. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to develop a relationship with you where you feel comfortable coming to him with the leastest of things, with the smallest issues. Amen. Well, God, I just don't feel like washing these dishes. He'll say, well, it's okay. It's okay, because he know you're going to leave him anyway, and he love you anyway. Amen. He's not going to make a big issue about those dishes, because you know you ought to get up and take care of them. And if you don't, he's still going to love you the same tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. 
God will cause his word to renew and restore your mind, according to Romans 12, 2. Write it down. You ought to know it by heart. Amen. As your soul is restored, your mind is renewed. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Renew your mind in the word. Well, when you're restored, your mind is renewed. Amen. Now, you have to get in that word and keep it renewed because one, one commercial on TV will screw you up. Amen. But you have to continue to renew your mind in the word of God. Don't allow the devil to have the last word. Amen. If you don't do nothing, say, I rebuke you like my nephew rebuked the fly. Amen. That was buzzing. I bind you in Jesus' name. You know, he don't let anything, <laughs> he doesn't let anything, he likes to have the last word. Every believer should have the last word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God has given us favor. And it's such a wonderful thing. Our souls are renewed. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God has put his hand on the the least of your cares. Amen. Restoring things right down to something that was damaged. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants to take care of that because anything that concerns you concerns him. Hallelujah. God... uh, is, I believe, divinely empowering his people. He's divinely empowering our minds, our thoughts. Like Joseph, the Bible says that Joseph had a prosperous soul. So when God prospers your soul, he divinely, um, he divinely prospers whatever it is, or he touches it personally. He touches it so that he can empower us with his power so that we can help others and and sustain whatever's coming our way amen hallelujah whether it's a whatever tornado whatever your house will be the only one standing because he has he he's divinely uh, anointing or putting his hand on everything that concerns his people and he's restoring things amen so he, in other words, he's putting favor on those things that are dear to you. He's placing his favor and his anointing on whatever it is that concerns you, what's dear to you. He's doing that to you, amen, and to me. He's putting his anointing on uh, whatever it is that he wants to anoint. And this is how he prospers things. He's restoring by his hand. He's touching everything by his hand. And everybody need to say amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Joseph had a prosperous soul. He was divinely empowered. Amen. And so, in other words, Joseph was in, in in the pit. He was in jail for things that he didn't do. His brothers threw him in a hole when he was he was 17 and and went and told their father he he you know the, the animals got him or whatever sold him in the in the trade the uh, slave trade they tried to get rid of him because of jealousy but nothing that they did could get rid of him amen because god divinely had his hand on joseph and when joseph was accused of things he didn't do he still prospered in potiphar's house amen you know he went from the pit to the palace 
Amen. Because God had his prosperity on him. Why? Because he prospered his soul. Amen. When your soul is prospering, you're prospering. Your mind is prospering. See, the devil can't keep you down when your soul is prospered. Amen. Because God's divine intervention is on you. He has divinely blessed you and his hand and his anointing is on you. And whatever, see, the anointing can get you in trouble. I believe that's what happened to Joseph. Because his dreams were anointed. And it got him in trouble. But the anointing got him out of trouble too. Amen. So whatever the anointing gets you into, it'll get you out of. Don't ever worry. In fact, you know, you are a liability for God. And he has to come for you and help you and defend you. Amen. And so you, you have to hold on to this favor that God has placed upon your life. And don't take it for granted because it's a real thing. Amen. So God caused everything to prosper in Joseph's hand. Whatever he touched, there was a famine going on. And, and Joseph took everybody had food. Amen. Because God divinely uh, taught him how to manage his, himself, that house. And the people in that country. And so when God has his hand on you, it's not for nothing. It's to achieve a goal. Amen. And you receive the reward. Let's go to Genesis 39. I'm almost done. Genesis 39. We're just going to look at uh, Joseph's life just a little bit so that we'll understand a little better. Genesis 39. Hallelujah. Verse 2 and 3. It says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw, and this is important, his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand see when god touches your life when he puts his anointing on you when he's restored your soul people know it amen and this is why the master trusted he entrusted everything into joseph's hand because he knew that god was on joseph amen and it all would be well and these people weren't even saved they just but they recognized the anointing amen and sometimes we don't recognize it when it's on us. Amen. But they recognized that. It says, I'll read it again. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Amen. So a prosperous soul as a slave. But he had a prosperous soul. And this just goes to show you whatever, whenever God touches you. Or whoever, he touches whom he pleases. Amen? But when he puts his hand on you, when he puts his anointing on you, you know, people will acknowledge that anointing and they will entrust you in whatever they have to do. It says in verse 4, it says, So Joseph found favor in his sight, in Potiphar's sight, and served him. And then he made him overseer of his house and all that he Let's see. And all that he oversee, is that right? No. He, he made him oversee of the house and all that he had to put 
under his authority. Amen. See, because he knew, the overseer knew that when he put it in, in Joseph's authority, it was really in, under God's authority. Amen. And so he was trusted. See, people, they, they like to work in the natural to try to get a position. But when you earn that position, when somebody sees God's hand on you, you'll get the position. Because they're trusting what God has instilled on the inside of you. That's why fakes can't make it in the kingdom. Amen. Cannot make it in the kingdom. Because God will show your overseer, your boss, who you really are. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says he was under God's authority. In verse 5 says, so it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptians' house for Joseph's sake. They knew that they were going to get blessed because Joseph was blessed. Amen. So they had to prosper him to be blessed. Amen. And that's the way it is on your job. You're blessed to be a blessing. They have to bless you to have peace and order in that place. Amen. Hallelujah. And so all they need to do is give you more money. Amen. More money. Don't worry about how you're going to get the job done. You're going to get it done the same way you've always got it done, with God's help. (laughs) Because his hand is upon you. Amen. The restoration of God will make it more clear. That you'll totally understand and know that you know that you know that God is working in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, God is prospering his people. John 3, or 3 John 2. Let's go there, and that'll be my, my last, um, I was going to say back of the book, but I don't know where it is on your handy device. 3 John 2. Okay, let's see. It's the third epistle of John, verse 2. And it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers so restoration is prosperity it's when when god restores you he prospers you he prospers your soul he prospers you he prospers your business he prospers your health it says in all things be in health just as your soul prospers. So in other words, when God prospers you and he prospers your soul, he will not leave your health out. Amen. So he prospers your health. He prospers everything about you. Amen. Hallelujah. And prosperity is not a phenomenon, but it's a progressive state of success. It's a progressive state of success. It, in other words, it doesn't stop because your mind can't catch up. <laughs> You'll get it next week. And it's intended for everybody. Amen. But everybody won't receive it. Amen. You know, prosperity is a balance. God, in other words, God can't go overboard restoring and prospering you. He can't go overboard. Amen. I never get enough. Amen. And I want more. And you do too. (laughs) Amen. 
when you're prospered, it's sound good doctrine. It's nothing, uh, how, how can you know how religion will tell you, well, I don't, I don't think God ought to be doing that. Is that really God or is that man? But see, prosperity from God is balanced. Amen. Amen. In other words, it's God, all God. You can't find loopholes in it. You won't find any loopholes in it. Just receive it. I know sometimes it can overwhelm you when God is giving you so much, putting so much on your plate. But just receive it with ease. Amen. Take time out and rest. Rest for your souls. Because with this prosperity, it's balanced. There's rest for your soul. Amen. There's rest. There's uh, increase. There's overflow. There's, um, uh, we talked about God giving um, uh, revelation. So there's wisdom and revelation where God's taking you from one level to another one. But it's all in balance. In other words, you can handle this thing that God is doing. You can handle it. You may not be ready mentally, but you better get ready or you'll get left behind. Amen. No child left behind. Amen. And so God is doing this. He's doing this in the midst of us. Amen. You're going to look up and notice you don't have as many things bugging your brain as you used to. Amen. And you're going to acknowledge that. And you're going to say, wow, I didn't even re- realize it. Amen. Like Job. Job was restored after many, many months of being tormented and being sick. You know, and finally... You know, God spoke to him and told him what to do, and it was all about him. It was just a, an issue, a personal issue, that he needed to take up with God. Amen? And God will get you to that place. And when he took care of that, all it was he forgave. He forgave these crazy, crazy religious people that the devil sent to you to judge you and, and knock you off course. Amen. And so after he forgave them and prayed for his friends, you know, he received a two-fold recompense. Amen. For his double for his trouble, in other words. Y'all got that? <laughs> Prosperity followed Job, according to 42 uh, Job 42:10 if you want to write that down. Prosperity is an ongoing progressive state of success like joseph had in other words joseph was blessed in the pit and he was blessed in the palace do you know you can be blessed in not a good place in other words when you are waiting on god to to move you from one place to another you're not in a good place but you can still be blessed there amen joseph was blessed where he was Amen. He counted the days that he was in that jail for something he didn't do because of a lie. You know, he, he, he ran from Potiphar's wife, and she lied on him anyway, and he was back in the pit. But you notice Potiphar, Potiphar wasn't crazy enough to take that, his responsibilities away from him. Why? Because he knew God's hand was on Joseph. Amen. Probably didn't believe the wife anyway. But she pushed him to make a move because he had to be a man. Amen. But he, he still respected 
the hand of God that was on Joseph. Amen. And he blessed him anyway. Hallelujah. So look for these things. Look for your situation to change for the better. You have a future and a hope. Amen. Good health is to be, uh, to be good health is being sound in your body. All, nothing missing, nothing broken. No weaknesses. Everything strong and sound. Look for your body to get there. Amen. Don't give up. You know, I, I liked, uh, what's her name? Uh, Dodie Os- um, Osteen. And she said when they sent her home to die with cancer, she said she was laying in the bed and the Lord spoke to her. And she, she asked him, well, why am I laying here dying? Because the Bible says, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed, or I was healed. And he told her, well, do what healed people do. And she got up. And she said she was so weak, she could, had to hold on. Hold on to the, to the uh, counters. And she went and cooked dinner, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, finished until that night. Her daughter, who, who was there helping her tell her testimony... She said when she came home from school, she said she was so afraid because her mother, you know, was in the bed and they had sent her home to die. And she was up in the kitchen and she told her mom, you, you can't do this. You got to get back in the bed. The doctors are going to be angry with you. You got to go back to bed. And she says, by Jesus stripes, I am healed. Amen. She says she didn't feel healed. And I believe this is the clue. She didn't feel healed. Amen. She didn't look healed. She said she weighed 80 pounds. Didn't look healed, didn't feel healed. And the doctors were certainly telling her that you're going to die. But she cooked dinner anyway, and she said it took her so long. And she said that every step that she took was just, it, it was so hard. But she said she got dinner done. And then the next day she got up and did the same thing. And she says every day. She got stronger and stronger to the place where she got dinner done on time. Amen. Like she used to do. And so this just, see, these things give us clues to how God works. Amen. And how he'll work in our situation. Amen. So, you know, the doctors just don't, don't, there's a higher doctor. Amen. A higher physician. That we have to respect, not no disrespect to the doctors, because they do the best they can, but we have to understand they don't have the last say. Amen. But they don't have the last say. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the, for the great physician. There's a great physician in town, and Jesus is his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is part of prosperity, is your body being healed, your body being set free. Amen. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Healing in every area of your life, spiritually, physically, mentally, everything restored, nothing missing, nothing broken. So allow God to restore you in every area. And we will no longer depend on the natural, our natural resources. No longer. This is where God is trying to cut the middleman. I mean, we've depended on the middleman for so many years. 
And now God is showing himself strong on our behalf. And all he's asking us to do is trust him. And we do. We trust you. Father, we trust you. We love you. And we bless you. And Father, we're learning to take our eyes off of circumstances and put them directly on you who can do all things. And we thank and praise you. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for restoration, Lord. Thank you for your sovereign move of God. We thank and praise you. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Father God. Hallelujah. Why don't we just worship God for a minute and thank him for restoring our souls. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We didn't even ask you, but you're restoring us. We're being healed even now because we're receiving it with gladness. And all the things that are, are messed up, everything that's broken, you're fixing it even now because we're trusting in you. We're trusting you, Father. And we love you. And we bless you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you. We thank you because you first loved us. And you're always shining your face upon us and giving us your peace. We 